98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. I'll tell you all the top things going on in sports, including my stupidity. As I have my son's baseball bag in the car, and he's got practice tonight, so my wife is now on her way down here to the station because I have his bag from Awatuki. Something tells me you're Something actually... Something tells up. me I might not be getting dinner tonight! <laughs> uh, Couch looking comfy, Gambo? That's yeah. also Do you your, have Q's bag in the car? That's also yes. your apology right there uh, because you you know she's listening. Uh, that's, that is your formal apology. Do you have apology. a son's bag and baseball bag in the car? Yes. You know I'm going to have to come get it. I know. I'm really, 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 really sorry. Let's start then with the D-backs. The team uh, released their 2023 spring training schedule earlier today. You can read uh, the full slate over on ArizonaSports.com. D-backs and Phillies tonight. Jake McCarthy, Stone Garrett, and Dalton Varsho in the outfield. No Alec Thomas, no Corbin Carroll. Come on! McCarthy's going to join us at 4.30. First pitch with Tommy Henry on the mound is 6.40 right here on 98.7 FM in the Arizona Sports app. Cardinals claimed former Jets cornerback Javelin Guidry cutting seventh-round rookie Christian Matthew. They established their practice squad. Here are a few notable names who made it. Quarterback Trace McSorley, linebackers Chandler Wooten, and Jesse Lucetta, and wide receiver Victor Bolden Jr. In his media availability earlier today, head coach Cliff Kingsbury hinted that Zach Ertz, Rondale Moore, Marcus Golden, and Justin Pugh are among the starters who are close to making it for week one. Also, happy birthday to Larry Fitzgerald. Larry! Happy birthday. In Major League Baseball news, Tony La Russa, the White Sox manager, is out indefinitely with an unspecified medical issue. A couple NFL notes, Aaron Donald on his violent helmet swing during joint practices against the Bengals says it was just practice. It was football. Eagles traded former first-rounder Jalen Rieger to the Vikings for draft compensation. And that... Is your 4 o'clock reset. That's what you thought of that piece of paper. That's what you think. That's a 4 o'clock reset right there. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Our top story of the day today was the incredible streak that we are witnessing right now with Zach Gallen of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Zach Gallen, last night against the Philly, seven innings pitch, two hits allowed, no runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. This streak is now at 34 and a third innings of scoreless baseball. He has not given up a run in the last 34 to third innings. On the In the process, he passed Robbie Ray, Brandon Webb, Andy Bennis, and now he is only seven and two-thirds innings away from tying Brandon Webb's record of 42 consecutive innings pitched that were scoreless. Only, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> only, 80, only 88 pitches last night. They probably could have left him in, but you don't want to mess with the streak, right? Especially with the game uh, in hand. Uh, he has not given up a run since August 8th. I have to credit our colleague Luke Lipinski for for tweeting about this. Uh, the last time Zach Gallen gave up a run, yeah. Stone Garrett, Tommy Henry, and Corbin Carroll had not played a major league game yet. Say that again. <laughs> well, obviously, Tommy Henry. Obvi- obviously Stone Corbin Garrett, Carroll, but Corbin Stone Carroll. Garrett and Tommy uh, Henry had not even played a major mm-hmm. league game yet the last time uh, Zach Gallen gave up wow. a run. This so, is incredible. Do we, do we really appreciate what we're watching here? Like, this is greatness. Like, I really, I don't want to downplay this. I'm a baseball fan. This is greatness. 
what we're watching here is truly great. Like to watch Zach Allen shut down the Philadelphia Phillies over. That's a great hitting team. They're trying to make the playoffs. Like we could talk all we want about these young kids and how good they are. They're not going anywhere. Unless they have an ace pitcher. You're not going anywhere unless you've got a guy that you can give the ball to every fifth day and count on that guy to get you a victory. They have that in Zach Gallon. I don't know if people appreciate how unbelievable this accomplishment is of what he's done. So nice to maybe win a trade. Or just do really, really well at a trade. You know what? I totally think they won that trade. I don't. We do. Can you find the poll, Eric? We had a poll about Eric put up a great poll. He's a front line. Long he's ago. a front line. A ace second baseman. Pitcher. You gave up a second baseman for an ace pitcher. Like if we redid that poll right now, there's no way it's not higher. Jazz Chisholm's a nice player. He's a second baseman. He plays second base. Right. I mean, come on. I can find those guys any day of the week. <laughs> I mean, Gallon's 10-2 now with a DRA of 2.53. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's one more great outing from breaking Brandon Webb's record. We sat here yesterday and said, oh, well, there's no way he's going to break Webb's record. We didn't think he'd get through last night unscathed in terms of giving up. Who's his next start against? The Brewers on the Sunday. The Brewers. And what does that mean for the Brewers? Bad no, news yeah. for the yeah. Brewers. Bad news for the Brewers. No, this is. Uh, I mean, listen, if you can if is, you can shut down the White Sox and the Phillies, I mean, I have no reason to believe he can't shut down the Milwaukee Brewers. But w- listen, it doesn't whether he catches Webb or not on that scoreless streak. They have the makings of an ace. We talked to Brandon Webb about it. We've talked to Tori about it. It's not only the ability, but it's also the mentality that you want to have out of your ace pitcher. And this is a guy that. You know, every time he takes the ball, he, 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 he the 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 idea in the clubhouse kind of permeates that you know we're going to win today, or we're certainly going to have a damn good chance to win the baseball game today, and the positive vibes that sends through a clubhouse, and it also you know a batting order and offense, you you, you can't overstate it. Yeah, and, and I, Zach Allen, he's, he's 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 becoming that guy. He is that guy. Let's get that update, Eric. Uh, you, right, you, so, when, when was that poll? You know. I thought it was longer ago. It was August 19th. Oh, wow. So it was only 12 days ago. That's it? It was during PCH. I know. It kind of caught me off they guard. They didn't win the trade? No. no okay, no, so we, here, here are the results. I'll, I'll tell you what it was. So go the ahead. question was, have the Arizona Diamondbacks officially won the Zach Gallon trade? There was three options. One was yes, it's better for the Diamondbacks. Option two was no, yeah. they should have kept Jazz. Option three was both teams won the trade. First place was that the Diamondbacks won the trade. Second place with 39% was both teams won the trade. Nobody thinks they should have kept Jazz. 5% of people think they should have kept Jazz Chisholm. So 80% of people think either the Diamondbacks won or both teams won. How many people thought the Diamondbacks won again? 55.4% okay. said the Diamondbacks won. 396 said both. So a total of basically almost 100% think the Diamondbacks won in some sort. But if, if you bo- throw that out again right now, if you throw that out again right now, there's no way it's only 55%. There's no way it's only 55%. But if both teams... Do it. I'll retweet it right now. We'll get an update right. in 20 minutes. Do you but throw that out there? We'll do it again. But if both teams won, the Diamondbacks also won. Listen, this isn't Dansby Swanson for Shelby Miller, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, uh, uh. Was that a good trade? Uh. 
That was a bad trade the night it happened. I yeah. think you're right, Ringer, because like Jazz is an all star. Like Jazz is maybe not right now every, in everybody's mind, like Zach Gallen is. But he's, but he's he's really good at baseball. He's good. I mean, but you have to do an ace pitcher over a second baseman. Right. Both teams can win in that sense. Both teams get a really good all star level player. Somebody that's going to help their team win games for hopefully the next decade of sorts. I just I, I think what Gambo is saying, and I agree, and which is why I said it is that it's it's just harder to get a number one starter than it is. It's so even much harder, an, even an all star second baseman. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you know, even Gene Segura, like when he was here, you'd be all star caliber second baseman. Right, there's a lot of those guys floating around. <laughs> Yes, you can get him. I can get Felix Mian out of retirement. We'll put him in play second base. We'll be, we'll be fine. Get Fernando Vina. But the Brewers are back in we'll, town. We'll, we'll find, get, we'll we'll get find that guy. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals, they added another cornerback today. How good of a player did they get? We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. Uh, Jake McCarthy of the D-backs coming up at 4.30. We'll talk to the speedster who has uh, really just brought so much energy to this baseball team. Looking forward to uh, talking to, to him. By the way, he's a hell of a high school football player, too. Who's a uh, Maybe he can play cornerback. Maybe he can play. Maybe he can play. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Two-sports star in Jake McCarthy. Let's talk a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals as they continue to try to improve that uh, that room, that room for the cornerbacks. They go out and they pick up uh, from the Jets. They're awarded a waiver claim on a player that they liked in Javelin Gidry. Uh, Javelin Gidry. He was uh, a cornerback that the Jets waived. Now, Rich Cimini, buddy of mine, used to work with him in Newsday. Yep. He actually... Yep. When he did his 53-man roster projection, he had Gidry making a team, saying he's a, he's a slot guy. So he had Gidry making the team. Um, I mean, I just sent him. A, you know, he, he put something on Twitter, and I I put a message out there, and I said, "Hey, well, you know, what are, you, what are they getting in this guy?" And 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 he, you know, he said to me, "Let me see if I can find his. Uh, see if I can find his thing." He's, but, he's physical. He's not yeah. big. No, 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 Mullen. Trayvon Mullen, who they acquired yesterday via the trade, is big. He's big. Now, he's six two, uh-huh. two hundred. Now this Gidry is, is not. Rim. He can fly, but but ironically, to use the word correctly, uh, Gidry is the more physical corner uh, because he's not he's not big at five nine. But Gidry will put his helmet in there yeah. and stick people. So he said to me, he said, undersized nickel, very fast, knows for the ball, has made a few forced fumbles, has had a few forced fumbles. So undersized nickel, very fast, 4.2940 is what he had. So the Cardinals get the waiver claim on him. There were like 33 players that were claimed on waivers, and they got one of those players. And they were 23rd in the pecking order. So, But they ended up getting uh, Javelin Gidry who is another cornerback that comes in with some size, little bit of pedigree, played at Utah, was undrafted. He's got 70 tackles in 28 games over two seasons. So he's played in 28 games over two years. Started five. Started five. So you get a little bit of starting experience. You get some, you get 28 games of experience. You know, instead of just getting some seventh round draft pick, you know, that gets cut, you're getting a guy that you've got film on him. You've seen him play. You, you like him. Him. Obviously, they liked him enough to make him one of their top five cornerbacks. 
Ran a 4.29.40 at the Combine. Speed won't be an issue. There's no question about that. Obviously, the question marks are you got a guy that the New York Jets just waived. And you've got a guy in a position of need that is arriving, what, about 10 days before the season opener, before you go against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And with the unknown status of Antonio Hamilton, you don't know if a guy like Gidry is going to need to play uh, in that first game. You're pretty sure a guy like Trayvon Mullen is going to have to play uh, in that game. So you got two new corners that you got to get up to speed and ready to potentially play uh, in that first week and second week and third week. And you hope uh, that the Cardinals scouting department has nailed these guys. There's yeah. plenty of other cornerbacks yeah. that they could have targeted. And maybe maybe they did target some other guys in trade. And uh, Mullen's the guy that they ended up being able to actually execute the trade on. But know this. They like these guys better than the guys they had in camp in Josh Jackson and Jace Whitaker. I'm sure they feel much better about their cornerback room now than they did 48 hours ago. We had JT the Brick on. He does, uh, he's a host on Raider Nation Radio from noon to 2 p.m. every day. We had him on. Here's what he said the cards are getting in Mullen. He's a good player. He didn't live up to the hype with the Raiders, but you know, he wasn't available. He was injured a bit, and when he, he had a couple of flash plays, he's, you know, he was the MVP, the defensive MVP of the national championship game, two-time national champ who played with a lot of good players from Hunter Renthrow and Cleveland Farrell, who was still on the radio. Isaiah Simmons, one of my favorite players. So he came in with a lot of hype, a second-round pick, and right by now he was supposed to be really the lockdown Raider corner on one of the two sides. And Josh McDaniels and the new GM Dave Ziegler didn't see it. They didn't see it. He wasn't available enough in training camp. He was banged up, and they went with younger, cheaper players. All right, so that's JT the break talking about Trayvon Mullen, who they made the trade for with the Raiders, and then they go with the with the Jets letting go of Gidry. They go get a guy that, you know, that obviously that they, they like. They put a waiver claim on him, so they assume that contract and he'll come over, and now you've got your five guys. Again, I think what you look at is I think it is a much better quarterback room than it was 48 hours ago. That still doesn't make it a strength of the football team or anything to get overly excited about, but it's better. They've improved themselves at the quarterback spot with the addition of Trayvon Mullen and then going out there and getting uh, Javelin Gidry, who's going to play. Samini had this note. Gidry played a lot in the preseason, 82 defensive snaps. Maybe they were showcasing him. He did allow a team-high nine completions as the nearest defender per next-gen stats, but he said he's still a useful player, and he has special teams value, which I know the Cardinals are going to really like, too. So you get a guy that can play some quarterback for you, and, and he could be a depth guy, but he also could play special teams and help you there. Yeah, if Hamilton's going to be healthy enough to play Gidry is going to be a depth guy, and if you're a depth guy at that position, you are going to be a special teams guy, and that's going to be important for the Cardinals, especially Jonathan Ward is a great special teams player. He's a little banged up, so we're not sure of the status of Jonathan Ward right now, too. In fact, Darren Urban was talking earlier today on Wolf and Luke that Jonathan Ward may end up being a candidate for, for IR, yeah. especially with the numbers game mm-hmm. uh, at running back. So that's something to keep an eye on. So if Gidry can immediately help the team on special teams, that's a plus uh, there as well. Plus, we cannot stress enough that in a pinch, Isaiah Simmons can go play some cornerback uh, for Vance Joseph if need be. So at the end of the day, look, they like these guys better than the guys they had, so that's good. Is the cornerback room in great shape right now? I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to say TBD. I'm going to say TBD. Yeah, we got to see these guys. I mean, you got, you got. Listen, you got, you got two guys that two other teams essentially didn't think they needed. 
and we can we can paint a broad brush about what these guys did in college. Thirty-three players ended up with players that somebody else didn't want. Right. They, that were claimed. They were claimed. Waiver wire from thirty-three guys. Some of those guys are going to help. Some of those guys are going to not all of them, but some of those guys are going to help their team. You hope that you you hope that you got somebody now with the trade as well. The Giants claimed four players today. The Jaguars got five players. The Bears, but how they many claimed Alex Leatherwood and five other players right, but the today? The Bears aren't looking for Alex Leatherwood to start at left tackle in ten days. The Cardinals might be looking at Trayvon Mullen to start against the Chiefs in ten yeah. days. That's the difference. Usually, you're getting guys because you think they got some upside, they got some potential. Maybe the other teams didn't see. Some something in them and maybe you can develop them and provide some depth. You know, the Cardinals are in a situation where they, they're they bringing yeah, in a we kid need like you Mullen. Now. Like, get, get, hey. welcome, welcome to the club. Get out there. Yeah. Juju Smith, Schuster, you know him? Get to know him. You're covering him the entire game. Go. Right, go. Next week, you ever hear of this uh, Hunter Renfro guy? You got him. Right. If it's not him, you've got Devontae Adams. Hey, what number do you want? 20, yeah. 20, 23? All right, here, take it. Go. Have you seen Cooper Cup play? We're going to get some film. Watch him. You'll be covering him. I mean, that's just a, yeah, that's, that's the way it's going to go. He has been one of the most exciting players on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Defensively, offensively, hit a huge home run last night. Looking forward to talking to Jake McCarthy next right here on that. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. And the first one with Ross going, and a fly ball to deep right field. Tech on three more, 8 nothing Diamondbacks. Mark Carthy has hit his fifth of the year RBIs tonight for him. Three, four, and five. He's knocked in five of the eight. And the Diamondbacks spring to an 8 nothing lead. Jake McCarthy with the big home run last night. The kid's been absolutely phenomenal for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks have won five games in a row. Jake McCarthy, a big reason why. That speed in the outfield, the defense is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, he's going to join us on the program in just a second as they get take the, set to take on the Phillies. Tonight, Zach Gallen continued his scoreless inning streaks, 34 and a third innings of scoreless baseball. And joining us right now on the program, one of the most exciting players I think I've ever seen wear a Diamondback uniform. And trust me, I've been covering this team since, uh, since they started. Jake McCarthy. He joins us on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Jake, it's Gambo and Tim Ring with me. How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Good, Jake. Let, let, let's talk about this journey from the time you were drafted by the Pirates. You didn't, you didn't sign with them. You went to Virginia. Then you're taken 39th overall by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Talk about the journey from being selected 39th overall to making it to the big leagues. Uh, yeah, it's been a been a long road and uh, lots of lots of ups and downs. Um, like you said, uh, the D backs popped me pretty early in the 2018 draft and started off in uh, Hillsboro. Uh, went through uh, up to High A the next following year, and then COVID hit. You know, it was kind of a weird few years there, but I started in Double A last year, and you know. Showed them enough to, to get a call last year, and I've just been trying to stay up ever since, you know? Yeah, much different hitter now. And, and when, I, when I speak with people in the organization, they say, look, he's just a completely different hitter. Like, you weren't invited to work out at the alternate site in 2020. They wanted you to drive through the ball more. You went home and you rebuilt your swing. Tell me how you did it. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, our hitting coach now, uh, Rick Short, just uh, it was over a Zoom call uh, right when COVID hit. And he was just like, hey, we want you to drive the ball a little more. 
So, uh, you know, I, I made that my, my goal throughout the, you know, because I, I wasn't doing anything all 2020 summer. So uh, just wanted to start driving the ball more. If I was going to do anything, I was going to hit the ball hard. And I think, you know, I might have sacrificed uh, some things in my approach. Uh, you know, got away from, you know, maybe swinging at the right pitches, but I definitely was hitting the ball and driving it a little further when I went to uh, the instructional league that fall. And, uh, you know, since then, I've just been trying to, you know, learn more and more about myself through the experience that I've had. I played a, you know, first full season last year without being injured in 2021. And, uh, you know, I've just been trying to use that momentum to continue to, to, to improve at the plate. What was it like last year just to get a taste of the big leagues? How much did that help you for this season? Yeah, I think it was huge. I, I got called up around this time last year. And, uh, you know, we faced a lot of good teams. Unfortunately, we didn't do a lot of winning last year, but uh, I still learned from a lot of the guys I was playing with and, you know, how, how pitches were going to pitch me and, you know, so forth. So I, I definitely value my time up last year. And the way you guys are playing right now, even even just on this recent winning streak, Jake, I mean, it just looks like a lot of young guys having fun. The vibe is good. You guys are just going out there, and it almost looks like a bunch of kids just having fun at the big league level, like almost like Little League for grownups. You guys are out there just doing your thing not worried about who you're playing against just going out there to play in ball does it does it feel like that because that's what it looks like yeah, for sure. Uh, when Corbin got called up a few days ago, he was he was talking to a few of us in the weight room, and he was like, you know, I've played with all of you, just about all of you, at least the position players, whether it was, you know, spring training or, you know, minor league affiliates or whatever, the, the outside, like I said, or, or instructs. So, uh, you know, we all know each other pretty well, and we all get along really well. So, uh, you know, it's a fun, competitive environment, and it's, it's fun watching each other just go out. And, you know, if, if, you know, one of us isn't playing great, it always seems like someone else picks us up. So, you know, that's, that's how a team should be, right? So, it's it's been fun to, to be a part of. I got to ask you about the speed that you guys, that all of you guys bring to the table. Because listen, I remember the mid-80s Cardinals with Willie McGee and Vince Coleman. You guys have as much speed as I think I've ever seen on a baseball team. And I'm serious. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's it's just like you see Carroll go from first to home. You on the triple. Uh, we've I've seen you. I saw you steal third base off of Luke Weaver last week. Tell me about that speed as a weapon putting pressure on the defenses. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just like you said, it's definitely a weapon that we have, and you know, baseball's a hard sport. You're not going to have two or three hits every single game. So when we aren't necessarily driving the ball, I think you know, being athletes will help us on the base path defensively, and you know, just take pressure off one another. You know, so we don't have to outslug certain teams when you know when you could uh, you know get a lucky hit or like an infield hit because you because you're beating out your hustle down the line, and you know, McKay always hones or he's he's always you know preaching preaching to us about you know the importance of hustling down the line. So uh, you know, I just think it takes pressure off the rest of the rest of your game if you could uh you know go out and you know get extra 90s and you know so forth so you know just continue to be good athletes and, and put pressure on the other team being an outfielder i understand you know when a guy's trying to take an extra base it's it's a real pain you know and you got to make a perfect throw so if we can continue to do that i think we'll be in a good spot hey jay you know, tory's playing you all over the outfield I, I i know your answer will be i'll play wherever he tells me to but do you have a of a preference and now that you know corbin's been called up how do you see september playing out with everybody trying to get their their reps and their at-bats. What kind of month is it going to be for these final 34 games as you guys try to string together a bunch of wins here? Yeah, fortunately, that's uh, you know that's not up to me. But uh, you know, you said it best. I'll play wherever. Uh, I know. I, know. I played a bunch of left and center in, in college. I played right a lot of right and pro ball. 
so I'm uh, I'm comfortable just you know just about everywhere. But uh, you know, it's exciting being part of such a competitive environment. All these guys around me, I've been blessed to you know come up through the system with a lot of these guys, and I think I'm better you know for having played with them. So yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, this September has a lot of winning involved. But you know, that's that's all I got for you. Well, listen, I, I think we're seeing you guys win now five games in a row. It's it's been incredible. It's fun. It's just fun to watch. I mean, the energy. I think you energized this whole ball club. I really do. With this year, you know, before you know, before Corbin came up and then Stone and some of the guys, and uh, you know, Stone could be a part of the future too with that 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 swing of his, uh, the choking up and knocking the ball out of the ballpark. I think he could be a part of the future. But when I when I when I look at your career and I see you as a used to play running back in in high school, you had a terrific numbers as a as a running back. Did was football ever an option for you, or was it always going to be baseball? Uh, like when I was really young, I, I wanted to play football. That was that was my thing. I have a, an older brother who's in professional baseball. He's over in Japan right now, uh, but he was committed to to Virginia and he went there and he had a lot of success. And I kind of wanted to just you know do exactly that. I, I loved loved everything about that school and the baseball program they had. So I committed uh, to UVA when I was a sophomore, and I still had you know I was getting a lot of attention for football and I and I really loved it. But uh, you know I just figured I could play baseball for maybe a little longer, and uh, you know I really enjoyed baseball too. So. I, I come from a baseball family. You know, we, I played a bunch of sports growing up, but uh, you know, I think I think baseball kind of uh, you know t- towards middle to end of high school. That's that's really what I wanted to do. Diamondbacks outfielder Jake McCarthy joins us on ninety-eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station, home of your Arizona Diamondbacks. I, I got to ask you about these poses you guys have when you get a double, a triple. I mean, I've seen yeah. I've seen a little Karate Kid with uh, with Daniel son from uh, I think it was Alec Thomas, and I. I've seen Corbin with a little 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 flex right there. How how did that all come about? I think you guys are giving us a little too much credit. I, I just see Alec do something, it makes me laugh, and then I just repeat it the next time I get on second or third. It's 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 that kind of environment where we're just like you said, we're just trying to have fun. And uh, you know, if someone someone's got a you know a move they want to do at second base, and it makes everyone else laugh, and that's that's the move for the week. So uh, you know, we're just trying to go with the flow here. So none of that is pre-planned. Like you just, if somebody gets hit, and they, then you guys just kind of repeat it. Yeah, uh, well, I think uh, Cattell was the first one to flex. So you know, we, we've been flexing a lot. Uh, you know, we just make up handshakes like on, on you know, just on the go. Uh, the Karate Kid. I think I did it to Alec in the dugout, and he just laughed and he went, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that next time I get on second base." And he did it yesterday, and then I got to third, and then I did it. Now everyone's asking about that, but uh, yeah, there's really really no inside joke there or anything. It's just you know we're just trying to have fun. All right, let me ask you about Zach Gallon. Um, what we're witnessing here is just nothing short of spectacular and I don't think I think some people may not understand it this streak that he has been on is uh, is, is incredible a 34 to third innings of scoreless baseball what's it like to be out there and get to play defense behind him yeah, like like I was talking about, you know, the athleticism taking pressure off, you know, other parts of the game. Same thing when you got a guy like Gallon or, or Merrill Kelly going out, and you know they're just going to give you like six, seven, eight really competitive innings. You know, in Zach's Zach's case, it's been you know a bunch of shutout innings here. So you know, I think that that makes it just a little easier for for our offense to, uh, you know. It's like, hey, if we get Zach one or two runs, we might be in a good spot here. So it just changes the mindset a little bit. And playing defense is, you know, it, it's just you want to play defense for a guy who's going out nightly and just, you know, just doing his job to, you know, 
to the highest degree in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's been really fun to watch. And, uh, you know, we've all known how good Zach has, has been over the years. Uh, you know, I face him in spring training a bunch, and it's, it's not a fun at-bat. So, you know, it's really fun to watch. Last one is we uh, we, we do the weekly show with, with the skipper, Tori Lovello. I was happy to see that he got his contract picked up for next year. But what what has he done that, that's allowed you young players to, to, to be yourselves and just enjoy game, the, the game of baseball and use that speed? What has he what has he meant to you and allowing you to be you on the field? Yeah, when I got called up last year, he called me to the office and he said, "Hey, man, you know you're a part of this team, and you just just be yourself. That, that's all we ask of you. You know, don't you're not a rookie. You're not, you know, like it, there's no, you know, necessarily like a hierarchy or anything." He said he wanted me to be comfortable and he wanted me to just, you know, do my best and, and help this team win. So, uh, you know, hearing that from from the skipper, you know, and I'm. I, probably can speak for all the young guys in our in our clubhouse you know it's it's a comfortable environment here and we just want to help this team win jake i appreciate the time it's been fun to watch you and the boys play and uh, continued success we'll be watching tonight against the phillies yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you Thanks, got it. That's Jake McCarthy, outstanding young outfielder, just 25 years old for your Arizona Diamondbacks. Man, it's infectious, right? The the energy that he brings, the excitement. I got a kick out of that, the Karate Kid thing. Like, is it no, man? Just somebody does one thing and we kind of mimic it. And, and no, nobody wants to take the no. credit for it. Right? He said Cattell started with the flexing, and but you could just tell, right? They are just they're loose. They're young. They don't know any better, right? I'm just we're going out to. Play ball. We're having fun. We're playing Major League Baseball. This was our dream. Our whole, no pressure on these kids. That's what I was saying. There's no to pressure. Like, they're just like you know, Mark Grace. I stole Mark Grace's line. He always used to say it's, it's little league for grownups, and it's like they're out there just. Remember they used to drive the. Remember Peralta used to drive the drive bus. The bus. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we got flexing in the karate. The karate kid. kid. Hopefully uh, this ends up a little better. That was great. That was great. Good job, Mitch, tracking down Jake McCarthy. Really enjoyed that interview. Practice squad for the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals just about set. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. I was great catching up with Jake McCarthy. He has been, man, he has been a spark plug. For the Arizona Diamondbacks, so I'm excited to uh, to hear from him. D-backs and Phillies tonight. We uh, we've got a couple of Twitter polls up right now that uh, Eric Ruby put together. So we're doing round two. I got a vote on round two because um, we went back on one that we had on the Zach Gallon trade. So with that, the Sanderson Ford poll question. We'll turn it back over to Eric Ruby for an update. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Well, Gambo, we had to run it back due to your request, but I made a slight tweak. So here's the Zach Gallon poll round two. Okay, I just retweeted it now, so we'll, we'll, we'll get more votes on that soon. All right. The question is the same. Have the Arizona Diamondbacks officially won the Zach Gallon trade? But now I've added, now there's four options. Option number one is yes, they won. It's better for the team. Option number two is no, they should have kept Jazz Chisholm. Option number three, both teams are winners. But the D-backs won more. And then the fourth option is both teams are winners, but Miami won more. So to split up that last one there. Okay. You're, no problem. I went with yes, it's better for the team. Starting ace pitcher over a second baseman any day of the week that ends in Y. No regrets. 100%. 
53.7% Gambo say yes, it's better for the team, and 38.8% say they're both winners, yeah. but the D-backs won more. So or in Italian, we could say any day of the week that ends in I. <laughs> but no, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday do not end in I. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Lunadi, Marta Day, Macola Day, Jova Day, Venice. Monday through Friday end in I. Any day of the week that ends in I. Sabato and Domenica, Saturday and Sunday, they don't end an eye. So you'll take them during every five days. Every you know? five, That'll be during every the five days, it ends an eye, yeah. Well, that basically means 90% of people believe that the Diamondbacks, quote, won that trade. They got more value. They got the better player. 90% are on Zach Gallon's side with that. And then we had another Twitter poll question, this playing more into the Arizona Cardinals. But which room is most likely to define their season? Cornerback, inside linebacker, running back, and wide receiver. I'm going corner. I mean, corner's the most pivotal position right now. That's the most important. Outside of quarterback, like if you don't have good corners, you're 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 toast. But it's a big puzzle, right? You got you got twenty two pieces and everything's gotta fit together. Okay, but you could have great cornerbacks, but if if if, if everything else goes to Hell in a handbasket, you're not going to win football games. But for this Cardinal football team... Is he going to give us an answer? I think he said like, cornerback. He, like, I'll say corner. You're going to go corner? I'll go corner. All right, cornerback. A nice even 50% agree with you guys. Corner. And then in second place, 26.5% say wide receiver. 20.5% say inside linebacker. 3% says those five running backs. All right, that's your, your Sanderson Ford poll question. Sanderson Ford's on 51st Avenue in Glendale. I've got new inventory arriving daily. If you need a new F-150 truck or a Mustang Mach-E, head on over to Sanderson Ford. We'll check. Well, we might check one more time later on with that, uh, that Zach Allen poll question just to see how it's going. All right, let's talk a little Arizona Cardinals. They did get their waiver claim uh, on Javelin, uh, Javelin Gidry. Javelin. Javelin. Like the toss. The Javelin. Yes. Javelin <laughs> Gidry from the Jets. The good thing for the, for the Cardinals is that none of their players were claimed. I guess that could be a good news. You think that's good? Okay. It's good news for them because the guys that they liked, they're able to bring back. But nobody um, else liked them. But nobody else liked them. So I don't know if it's a good, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would, I would. Hey, the the Cardinals waived all of these players. (laughs) None of them were claimed. Does that mean that you had the wrong players or what does that mean? Uh, I mean, I, it means that nobody else had an interest in them, so, right. to, so dedu- ded- ded- deduce from that what you will. Yeah, so uh, so there you go. So there, a lot of them are back on the practice squad, and then that's and that's that. So the practice squad is sixteen players now, right? That was a, a, a pandemic thing. They had the practice squad at sixteen. So far, the Cardinals have signed eleven players that we know about to the practice squad. Wide receiver Andre Bacella, wide receiver Victor Bolden Jr. Offensive lineman Rashad Coward. Offensive lineman Danny Isadora. Defensive lineman Matty Jones. Wide receiver Jontre Kirkland. Linebacker Jesse Lucetta. Quarterback Trace McSorley. Cornerback Jace Whitaker. Defensive lineman Antoine Woods. And linebacker Chandler Wooten. Wooten. Those guys are all on the practice squad. We know for sure that there's a few of those guys that they really liked and wanted to get through. Jesse Lucetta, Trace McSorley, Jace Whitaker were all guys that they wanted to get back on their practice squad. Well, the big one is McSorley for obvious reasons. Because he was dangling out there. Somebody could have signed them to their 53 man, and then you lose your potential, thir- not, not potential, you lose your third string quarterback. 
With, you, with McSorley on the practice squad, you're essentially storing your third-string quarterback on your practice squad, and you're hoping nobody scoops him up. Because you're one injury from either McCoy or Murray away from McSorley or whoever's on that practice squad of being your backup quarterback. And then you're one play away from him being your starting quarterback and playing in a game on Sunday. So that's one guy on the practice squad, whether it's McSorley or not, who's fairly important for the season. I don't think you can make the case anybody else really matters all that much for this season except for McSorley. So the fact that he was not claimed by anybody and now the Cardinals can have a guy that knows the offense, knows the system, played well in the preseason, knows what he wants to do, you know, can move the football team, we think anyway. They can store him on the practice squad if something happens to McCoy or Murray. That's an instant call up, obviously, and then you got a backup quarterback at your disposal that you think can can run the offense if he's called upon, and he's then one play away. Yeah, see they, where I'm going with that. Yeah, like, that's an important spot on the on the practice squad. Everybody else, honestly, I don't care right now. I don't care. Maybe in a year. Well, you gotta. You, I mean, just in case a guy gets hurt, you gotta. That's why you're seeing there's there's two offensive linemen, there's two defensive linemen, okay, there's we, two linebackers. You, there's only one cornerback. Maybe they'll put that Christian Matthew on the list. They released him, but he had made the team. Then they released him. I would think if he clears now, they'd like to get him back on the practice. Squad. I know, but if any of those guys end up playing on Sundays, they got they got more problems. No, I mean, now you're now you're getting you're getting really deep. But, but they will. I mean, it's a chance guy. that you might have to bring him. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that, wouldn't, that, no, that wouldn't be a real. That wouldn't be a real. Right, but everybody's got to do it. it's depth. You might you might have, you you might promote a practice squad guy as just your depth guy. He may not play, but you might just promote him based on injuries or guys not playing well. That's what you may do. I know. I, I no. I, I I get it. But I I just think you know. I'm not. I, I'm just. I'm. I, I was more concerned about McSorley getting picked up. Then right. the other, you know, whatever, what 10 guys yeah. ended up on the practice And look, squad. at any point, somebody can still, if they have an injury, somebody could sign McSorley off the Cardinals practice squad. Oh, yeah, squad. sure. It's not a done Just got to keep him on a 53-man roster. So now, if they do that, you've got the, you've got the ability to say, okay, we're just going to keep him, and we're going to put him on a 53-man roster. So the second you get wind that somebody wants to... Promote him, sign him, just, sign him, and you just put him on your 53-man roster. Which is exactly probably what they would do. What happened to the Cardinals last year was with the uh, with the Chiefs guy, I think it was. The Chiefs guy. The Cardinals signed, and then the Chiefs promoted him. I'm almost positive it was the Chiefs. They tried to, The Cardinals tried to get somebody to sign. I think they were trying to sign a Chiefs quarterback, and then he got promoted. Uh, I'm almost positive it was the oh, Chiefs guy. Who was that? That rings a bell. Anyway, yeah, they tried to sign a quarterback um, off the practice squad. I think it was Shane Buchel. Here it is. Cardinals tried to sign Chiefs cornerback Shane Buchel uh, to the active roster, but then the Chiefs ended up putting him on on their active roster. So that's how things work sometimes. Right, you're, right. you're essentially, like I said, you're stashing McSorley on the practice squad. Because you want to keep that spot open for somebody else. Absolutely. All right, 5 o'clock hour coming up. The D-backs, this incredible roster of young players. What are they going to need to do to keep it together? We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.